Hey all, happy almost fall, or let's face it, September 1st is the beginning of fall, at least in my head. That's the way I look at it. So happy fall. Welcome to another episode of the albumreview.net podcast. I'm Greg Potters. Thanks to all you loyal listeners out there for your interaction and feedback. Your feedback is much appreciated and it helps me to always improve. In this episode, number 41, I'll be reviewing The Doors' 1970 album, Morrison Hotel. I had previously posted a written review of this album on the website back in September 2020, but today I'm going to bring you a full audio review with musical clips included, so pucker up, buttercup. Before we get going, remember you can read my reviews and listen to any of my podcast episodes by going to albumreview.net. These episodes can also be heard wherever podcasts are available. Please follow my podcast on your preferred platform so you can get regular updates on new episodes. Also, if you guys would be so kind as to pop a quick review or rate the podcast, I'm saying podcast a lot again, rating the podcast helps move the needle and gets the word out there. In addition to listening, you can read. Remember reading? Remember, remember that? Remember? I kind of do. A little bit. Well, you can read over 45 written reviews at albumreview.net and pick up some merchandise from your favorite bands. I've got trucker hats on there, t-shirts, several of your favorite albums, home sound systems, and books. Books that I've read and highly recommend. Such books include The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and also, I have books on there from authors that I've recently and in the past had on the show. 90 Days in the 90s by Andy Fry. I've also got books by Kyle Hegarty, Brian O'Connor, and Ivan Bodley. Check all those out. They've also been on the podcast in interviews. In addition to this, you can find several biographies in the bookstore at albumreview.net. I've got biographies on artists such as Slash, Tom Petty, Sammy Hagar, Anthony Kiedis, Jeff Buckley, Talking Heads, Faith No More, Pink Floyd, Guns N' Roses, and many, many others. And a recent addition to the albumreview.net site is the tools and resources page. If you're thinking about taking the leap like I did and starting your own podcast, check out my quick and easy tips on starting your own podcast. Here, I give a quick and dirty rundown, just a four-step process on how to get started. This includes both free and paid product and software recommendations, just recommendations. But these are things that I've used. The goal is to recommend just a few different options for you guys to find what's right for you. So let me ask you, are you not starting a podcast but looking for recommendations on audio equipment? Are you looking for online courses to improve your business and marketing approach? Are you trying to find an online coding class to help build your own personal website or business website? Or do you just need a design or digital marketing firm to help you? Well, go to the tools and resources page at albumreview.net and you can find suggestions, recommendations, and referrals to all of these. These are not just one product to one specific goal, but a library of products to help you. Some of these products do have an affiliate tied to them. Some of these are just helpful articles and books and information that I just really wanted to share with you guys. So check them out at the tools and resources page and enjoy. All right, let's get at it. So light your candles, burn some incense, grab your seatbelt, make sure you buckle it. 
and get ready for my review of The Doors' 1970 masterpiece, Morrison Hotel. like a very mysterious group to me growing up. Their music contained a mix of straight blues, little country, spoken word, rock and roll, psychedelic, swing, and a little R&B. Old school R&B, that is. The band didn't regularly employ a bass guitar player, which was rare during their time in the late 1960s and early 70s. Instead, they had Ray Manzarek, a genius musician who played the organ, piano, and tack piano. Manzarek was able to incorporate the bass and the keys together live in concert at the exact same time. Blues guitarist Robbie Krieger, who always seemed to hold a Gibson SG guitar in his hand, was highly underrated, like Manzarek. Krieger had a knack for taking you on a journey with the pluck and a bend of one string or one note. The note would get your foot tapping, then take your head to the place where the clouds sit. Drummer John Densmore added a jazz inspirational style of drumming mixed with African beats, an emotional and spiritual style of striking the drums. Previously played in African cultures during times of war, peace, birth, and death. Together, these three provide the perfect backdrop for the fourth and final piece that pulls this band together. The Lizard King himself, James Douglas Morrison. Jim was and still is a pop star. His face is as recognizable as a Beatle, a Rolling Stone, or even Ronald McDonald. If you've never heard Jim Morrison sing, well, you're in for a treat, but my guess is you've probably heard one of the Doors songs played on the radio at some time in your life. The reason I wanted to review this album today is because with exception of Roadhouse Blues, I believe this album contains the least amount of songs that hit the pop charts. Despite the smashing success of their debut album, The Doors, Morrison Hotel was arguably their strongest. Recorded as their fifth studio album on Elektra Records, Morrison Hotel offers listeners a peek behind the curtain to when the doors just jammed. There is less psychedelia on this album and more rock and roll. The band creates numerous blues riffs that guitarist Robbie Krieger just jams over. Morrison puts his smooth yet raspy vocals on top to complete the finished product. Morrison Hotel will transform any music fan who was previously not fond of the doors in my opinion. Listen to their improvisational, psychedelic music format. It'll just make you a firm believer these guys belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which they are. The album Morrison Hotel kicks off with Roadhouse Blues. 
structured, radio-friendly song that possesses a mystifying ability to make you want to crack open a cocktail. Roadhouse is a no-frills rock song. Love and Spoon film member John Sebastian jams along to Morrison's vocals on the harmonica in this song. The band lists Sebastian's name as G. Pulis on the album. This was a way Sebastian could avoid contract problems with his record company and continue to appear on other bands' records. There is no mistaking the epic riff that flows through this entire song. It's not a riff that's difficult to play, but a masterful creation by Krieger that gets me every time. I've heard this song on the radio north of a thousand times. Despite being overheard, I crank it up every time. The album begins to take a slightly dark turn on Waiting for the Sun. Zarek's organ is played with aggression. I can certainly see radio stations not playing this, which is why I like it so much. The 
The mixture of organ and Krieger's plucks of his Gibson SG give way to Jim's powerful vocals. Morrison really starts to shine on this track. Blare this song in your house and it will definitely scare your dog. album's third track. To follow the trend, the circus-like organ offers a different direction than what was on the pop charts in 1970. In order to round out the lower end, the band hired session bass player Ray Neapolitan and Lonnie Mack to offer the foundation and rhythm on the bass guitar. of a bass player on their albums, the Doors never toured with one. With no bass player, they felt it created more space in their music to be experimental. Plus, Ray Manzarek was able to create a bass sound with his keyboard and organ. Watching his hands move at different paces while he crushes both instruments at the same time always gave me goosebumps. Now, I was never able to see them live. I'm certainly not old enough. But I've seen them live in concert over video several times. Perhaps the album's best track, or perhaps it's up for debate, is a song called Peace Frog. Once again, the bass really moves this song and is the riff that guides the entire melody. Thank you. 
can remember hearing this song for the first time about 30 years ago, fresh off purchasing their first album, familiarizing myself with Light My Fire, I heard Peace Frog at a party. I immediately approached the owner of this Iowa combo stereo system and asked him, is this The Doors? I didn't know this band could get deep and dark, but also kick you in the face with a rock and roll song. There is nothing better than the stop in the middle of Peace Frog. Suddenly, Jim Morrison belts out, Blood in the streets in the town of New Haven. Blood stains the roofs and the palm trees of Venice. Blood in my love in the terrible summer. Bloody red sun of fantastic LA. Although a bit on the darker side, I find it impossible not to belt these words out when I'm driving to this song. Indians scattered on God's highway bleeding. Ghosts crowd the young child's fragile eggshell mind. Blood in the streets in the town of New Haven. Blood stains the roots and the palm trees of Venice. Blood in my love in the terrible summer. Bloody red sun of fantastic L.A. Many would think that this album ends here. Fear not, the fun only begins. Peace Frog has an abrupt but powerful ending and it crashes and immediately morphs into Blue Sunday, which is a soft, slow lullaby. I found my own true love was on a blue Sunday. She looked at me and told me I was the only one in the In a complete change of direction, Morrison delivers a love song written to a former flame that got away. For years, there's been a controversy over whether Jim wrote this for his longtime girlfriend, Pamela Corson, or if it was for Mary Werbelow, known as Jim's love that got away. Jim and Mary had a romantic relationship before the band formed in 1965. Ship of Fools brings you back to the blues. As this song builds, Morrison brings you down and then back up. The human race was dying out. No one left the scream and shout. 
feel as if you are down in a hole and then you've climbed back out. They leave the jam, then dive right back into it, providing more evidence the Doors really knew how to improvise. my favorite track on Morrison Hotel. The the opening riff, once again, simple but catchy, creates a lift that forces you out of your seat. Suddenly you're tapping, moving, and grooving. You never thought the band that wrote The End could rock like this. I, I urge you to listen to this album, especially this track. The simple yet flowing grooves peel back the onion on the doors. Once you peel, you uncover cosmic waves that fill each ear canal with sound that forces your eyes shut. Yes. 
out with songs such as The Spy and Queen of the Highway, both offering a lyrical journey pumping Morrison's poetry into two-and-a-half-minute blues songs. Jim Morrison was not just a songwriter, he was a true poet. Despite his emotional challenges and issues with his family and battle with alcohol abuse, man, Jim could write. He could write like no other. I'll stand and mess, let north winds blow, till half of us are dead. Land ho! As I've detailed in previous reviews, there are certain songs that have grabbed me while I was in the, what I call my mid-conscious state. You know, it, it's that state when you've woken suddenly from deep sleep or a mid-afternoon nap only to hear music in your ears. I swear for a few seconds when that's happening, I have no idea where I am. I'm, I'm just a slave to whatever I'm listening to and the words are my reality until I kind of snap out of it and wake up. Those few seconds of bliss are magical, and I thank God for them, because they're difficult to recreate. And this is one of the many reasons why I love music so much. The album's 10th track, Indian Summer, falls in this category. It was a mid-afternoon nap after a full day in the sun. I dropped this record into my turntable and fell asleep, only to wake up to Krieger's underwater guitar sound, Manzarek's soft keys, and Morrison's voice guiding my intentions. I 
Before the needle replaces itself on my turntable, the doors have one more track to finish out the album. Maggie McGill completes the blues sandwich that is Morrison Hotel. Beginning with a fresh, beer-swilling roadhouse blues, proving the meat in the middle with Waiting for the Sun, Peace Frog, Land Ho, and Indian Summer, only to put the final piece of bread underneath with Maggie, a true underrated masterpiece. I enjoy being one of the few Doors fanatics out of my group of friends. Everybody knows Light My Fire. Everybody knows The End. Everybody knows Break On Through. But only a few know Grandpa the Whaler who sailed the frozen sea. So I encourage you guys to pick up your own copy of Morrison Hotel. Unlike other jam albums, each song is an average of three minutes. They satisfy those who want to listen and get lost and those with shorter attention spans who want to quickly get their fix and move on. If you already own Morrison Hotel, go to albumreview.net, go to the store and grab yourself their debut album or some merch. I strongly recommend the book, No One Here Gets Out of Live as well. It tells the true story of Jim's exploration with drugs, his battle with being a pop star and his eventual death in a bathroom in France. You can get all of that at the bookstore at albumreview.net. You go down, down to Tansy Town. Cut people down there, really like to get it all. 
Thanks again for listening to the albumreview.net podcast. I hope you enjoyed my review of The Doors' 1970 release, Morrison Hotel. If you're interested in any of the books or albums I've discussed in this episode or previous episodes, go to albumreview.net and pick up a copy of your own. Listen to all my podcast album reviews at albumreview.net by clicking on the podcast tab. They can also be heard wherever podcasts are available. Please follow the show on your preferred platform so you can get regular updates on new episodes. And also, if you guys would be so kind as to pop a quick review or rate the podcast, that helps move the needle and get the word out there. The AlbumReview.net podcast is also doing a new campaign right now. So we want to hear from you guys. What was your craziest concert experience? Is there a concert or a rock show that you've attended any time in your life that you'd like to share? The AlbumReview.net podcast is doing a segment called Band Fanatics, where we interview music fans on the podcast as they share their most insane concert experience. So how do you submit your story? Send a message to us at gpotters at albumreview.net. That's G-P-O-T-T-E-R-S at albumreview.net. Or you can message me on Facebook or Instagram at albumreview.net. Tell us briefly about your crazy concert experience. It can be anything. Just needs to be wild. And we'll get back in touch with you if your story is right for the podcast. So come be a part of the Band Fanatics podcast, part of albumreview.net. Really looking forward to hearing from you guys. Also, if you'd like to get regular updates on reviews, interviews, products, and music news, go to the homepage and join the mailing list. Stay tuned for updates on Instagram and Facebook. As I said a moment ago, you can find me at albumreview.net and just keep refreshing your podcast feed. Just read and listen. How was that one? Was that okay? I I mix it up sometimes. Sometimes I don't really know if I did it or not, but that's what I'm going to give you right now. All right, I'm off to research and write the next review. Got to keep them coming. Got to keep them coming. This train never stops and pulls into the station. We just keep going. Later, guys. Take a trip down by the highway 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 Take a trip down